Welcome to Impact, where we focus on helping you grow a business that amplifies your unique genius, multiplies your income, and transforms lives. Each episode, you'll discover an actionable framework based on what's working right now for top brands and thought leaders. In this episode, you'll learn how to create an irresistible personal brand that commands the attention of your ideal audience and customers. I'll also share how to uncover and clarify the most unique and compelling parts of your message. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me for the first official episode of my new show, Impact. I have to say it feels really good to be in front of the microphone again. I, it's been a few years since I've had a podcast. As you may already know, I was co-host of the Internet Business Mastery podcast for 12 plus years. We started that podcast back in 2005. It was the first ever podcast about internet business and internet marketing. Become a very popular podcast, top ranked millions of downloads and catalyzed a business teaching entrepreneurials, uh, teaching entrepreneurial skills to entrepreneurs that were just starting out on the internet. And then uh, a few years ago, you know, we just needed to change things up. So I stepped away for a little while and just started doing some consulting. Talked about this a bit in the uh, episode zero, which maybe you've already listened to. If not, uh, that's the episode right before this one. Gives some of my background and what to expect in this uh, podcast. I'm not going to repeat all of that, but uh, just to say that, you know, the last four or five years I've been consulting with top thought leaders. And I just wanted to really dive into their businesses and see where I could create the best value, what people were struggling with. And I ended up creating all of these frameworks to help entrepreneurs who wanted to have a bigger thought leadership brand and to grow their income, to grow their impact, you know, help them with all the different business model principles. And so I'm starting this podcast now as a way to share what I've discovered and continue to discover through my consulting and workshops and the teaching I do with uh, thought leaders and share these frameworks with you so you can apply them to your business. And uh, I I mentioned this last episode, but I just want to really quickly say, you know, I, I mentioned I say the word frameworks very specifically because I find that there are far too many formulas out there where people are teaching, you know, hey, this is the one way to do it or this is the way I do it. I did it and I know it's going to work for you. Just do exactly what I did. And I just feel like it doesn't work that way. Uh, What we need are principles and foundational, uh, you know, elements that create a sound and successful business that then you can apply as a framework with along with your mission and, and your values and your vision and your strengths and your goals to get to where you want. So it's, it fits you and who you are and what you want. So each episode is going to have a framework. And in fact, you can download these frameworks. You can download the framework for this episode right now by jumping on over to impactdownloads.com forward slash messaging. And that'll take you to a place you can sign up for an email newsletter and I'll immediately send you the framework for this episode. And the plan is to have a, a link like that every episode that you can go to to get the particular you know, template or, or guide or worksheet, whatever it is that we'll be using as we go through the episode. So as I've already mentioned, this podcast, uh, the, the intro of the podcast, you heard, I'm here to help you reach more people with your ideas and your expertise. And this is really important to me because I know that we all have these unique perspectives to share. We've got 
you know, a lot of, a lot of people out there with a lot of problems and challenges and things they're looking for support with or goals they're trying to reach. And the more we elevate the diversity of ideas, including yours, the more we'll be able to solve uh, these problems and challenges and help people reach these goals in the world. And that's just, that, that's an idea that really fascinates me, especially now, you know, the internet in the last 15, 20 years has made this uh, possible. Now, this reminds me of, of a story. I want to tell a quick story here that, you know, really, I think sets the tone nicely of, of why I started this podcast. This isn't the same story I, I, I told in, in uh, the episode zero in the last episode. Um, but, it, you know, it illustrates well, just really kind of the theme of this episode and, and kind of moving forward with the, the podcast series as well. This is a, a story of Darlene. She's a, a mother from Austin, Texas. And, you know, many years ago, I believe it was like 2008, she reached out to me to get help launching a podcast because she wanted to share her personal story of going through a high risk pregnancy where her doctor had put her on bed rest. And, you know, I'll, I'll never be pregnant and, and give birth to a baby, but I can only imagine what it would be like to be pregnant, be a mother, already have a child, and to be told you have to go lie down in bed and stay there if you're going to have a viable pregnancy all the way to the end. You know, all these questions come up like, how do I stay fit? How do I attend to all my things that are going on? What kind of support do I need? And you're going to be nervous about your health and the health of the baby. And this was the experience that she had. And she wanted to share that experience with other women. because She knew that there was a lot of uh, there, there are going to be other women who are going to have that same difficult experience that could benefit from her sharing what she learned. And so we started a, a podcast and, you know, even though she was a little nervous to, to share her voice and, you know, like all of us, we have those moments of imposter syndrome wondering like, well, what, who are we to, to come out and, and, you know, share, say anything of, of value to anybody. Um, the, the podcast reached people, women in, in numerous countries all over the world. And in fact, she shared with me a couple different of the messages that she got. You know, she'd have women from like Ireland, you know, writing her in Oman and Australia. She had this one woman from Oman, which is in the Middle East, write to her and say, you know, where I live, there's just no resources for a woman like me, like you are in, in a high risk pregnancy situation. And I'm writing you to thank you for your show. I'm writing you to thank you for giving me insights and most of all, just support and, you know, making it feel like I could get through this. And, and the woman even went as far as to say, you know, I credit you with helping to save my baby and having a, a successful pregnancy. And that's just like, you know, that's amazing to read, you know, amazing for Darlene. It was amazing for me having played a small, small part in helping her launch her podcast but, you know, now multiply that out by all the other women that Darlene's helped and then all the other people like Darlene with whatever experience, you know, people like you, whatever experience you have, whatever expertise you have and the people that you can reach and make a huge shift in their life. And, you know, if we think 15, 20 years ago, you know, Darlene would have had to have access to major media in order to have that kind of reach and impact. You know, before the internet, all of the main predominant ideas about bed rest and high risk pregnancy would have come mostly from large organizations and companies, uh, probably from men. And, you know, now that doesn't have to be the case. Today, we have diverse voices and ideas and perspectives like Darlene's in every imaginable industry and niche that can reach the people and problems that need them most, that can benefit from them most. And that's all, you know, thanks to internet media and the connection of social media and the ways that we can now, uh, you know, search and find exactly what it is that we need online. And so I've had the opportunity to work with 
and teach thousands of people like Darlene, who have all impacted the lives of others with their story, with their message. And then each one of them has reached thousands and sometimes millions with their voice. And I just, that phenomenon is why I started this podcast because the world needs these voices to be heard. The world needs your voice to be heard. And there's this huge opportunity to, to do that. And I know you're here because you want to know, you know, how can I reach more people and help more people and make more money also while I doing it, you know, create that, be more recognized as a thought leader to have the bigger opportunities out there. Um, and there's a huge opportunity for you to do that. Now, at the same time, the huge opportunity the internet has given us to share our voice has also led to a huge increase in noise. A lot of people ask me, Hey, Jason, you know, in the 15 years you've been online or so like what, what's changed the most? And of course there's an endless list of things, but one of the things I say is, well, there's just a lot more noise now. A lot more people have realized they can come online and, and share what they have to say, which is great. But in order to grow your impact and income, you're going to have to communicate your message in a clear and compelling way that will cut through all of that noise. And that requires creating a brand that is so irresistible to the people that you want to reach most that that intended audience just can't help but pay attention and listen to what you have to say and then share your message with other people and then decide to do business with you and encourage other people to do business with you. And in that way, you amplify your impact and income. But it all starts by being able to cut through through that noise and find your slice of the world that you can attract and help. And maybe this is something that you've struggled with at times. I know, I know I have, I mean, you know, even if you're good at helping others with messaging and, and communication, often it's hardest to do that for ourselves and, you know, to convey the importance of, of our work. And, you know, perhaps you've had moments where it felt like your message was just falling flat or failed to resonate with the people that you wanted to reach. Uh, maybe you found hard at times to create that critical mass that will turn your message into something bigger, you know, even a movement of sorts. And so if these are things you've ever struggled with, then what I'm going to share in this episode is definitely for you. It's, it's a five-part framework for clarifying what is most unique and powerful about your message and work. So that then you can turn that into what I call magnetic messaging that will make your personal brand irresistible and cut the, so it can, can cut through the noise and attract those people that you want to serve most. And so I aptly named the framework that we're going to go through in this episode, the magnetic messaging framework. To create the magnetic messaging framework, I drew from my 15 plus years of experience helping others to launch successful personal brands. And I looked back at all the people that have taught and helped and, and looked for those, those things that really, you know, the, those, those messages, those people that really resonated and, and, you know, were able to put something very powerful out in the world. Like, what was it that really set their message apart, that gave it that extra oomph that pushed it up above that sea of sameness that I call it, uh, that we get on the internet where everyone, it feels like everyone's just saying the same things. And so I, I picked out those elements and I also then studied some of today's fastest growing brands to see what can we learn from them? You know, even looking at brands like Patagonia and Whole Foods, I'm not talking just personal brands, but also looking at leading, you know, thought leaders, uh, that's a little redundant, leading thought, top thought leaders to, see, you know, what is it that they do that resonates so well. So I could create a framework that would be duplicatable 
uh, that could be replicated by anyone who listened to this episode or anybody that I, I coached and consulted on um, about this with. So one thing that really became abundantly clear, especially from my research, you know, I found some really interesting numbers, is that when you put a, a clear and compelling purpose at the core of your brand and message, and that's what drives it, but not just what drives it internally for you and, and your team and your business, but that you're communicating it to the market in the right way. And they know that that's your purpose and that everything you do, your strategy and, and how you guide your business and the products you make and the messaging you put out there is in alignment with that purpose, that this has a significant impact on the growth potential of your business and brand. Now, I was thrilled to see this in the research because that's what I love doing most of all is working with people who are really driven by, you know, a, a core purpose in their business. Now, if you're thinking, well, of course, Jason, I know that. And I started my business because I have this purpose, this message, this thing that I want to get out in the world. Uh, that's absolutely great. Uh, but what we're going to talk about in this episode is how do you, you know, what are the elements of that purpose that you need to communicate to the market? And, you know, how do you pull those out of your messaging and your, you know, everything that's driven you to start your business? How do, how do you pull up those, those little pieces that are, are the most compelling and resonant with the marketplace so that then all of your marketing and branding can be congruent with those things? So, you know, the, the big revelation of this episode isn't like, hey, you got to have a purpose behind your business, but rather, okay, how do we really define that and and uncover it and then communicate it in a compelling way. Now, I don't want to weigh this episode down with a lot of numbers and stats and things, but there's just a couple I want to share here from my research that really show the benefits that come from what we're going to talk about here. And this one, so just bear with me for just a minute here. This first one is from global PR firm Porter Novelli, who found in one of their studies that 79% of consumers say they would be more loyal to a purpose-driven company. And 78% of consumers said they would tell others to buy products from that company. So there's you know, huge implications there when it comes to customer loyalty and, uh, and then just the spreading and reach of, of, your, of your company. And then the final thing is an interesting quote here from a study released by the Charter Management Institute that says, you know, the bottom line result is that when you are purpose-driven and people-centric and values-driven, your company will outperform, the, the revenue will grow, grow faster. So this is showing up in actual research that, you know, this is something that's being talked a lot about in the, in the business literature is this idea of purpose, but what does it look like in action and, and when it's communicated? Getting back now to the magnetic messaging framework that I want to share with you, it consists of five elements that I found by, again, looking back on the work I've done with thought leader brands and also in the research that I've done to find, you know, what are the common elements that make up a really powerful purpose-driven message so that we can have something again that you can go through and, and use it to craft and clarify your own message with purpose and communicate it in, in a way that will help you reap those kinds of benefits, the, the loyalty that we talked about and people spreading your message for you and so forth. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk through these five elements here moving forward. I'll give you some examples and some, uh, some ways then to, to craft and clarify these things. If you want to download the framework, you can first head over to impactdownloads.com forward slash messaging. You can either pause now and hop over and grab that, or if you want, you just keep listening because I am going to walk you through it here on the episode as well.
The first of the five elements of the magnetic messaging framework is beliefs. People will be drawn to your work when they resonate with what you believe in. So you need to let them know what it is that you believe in, particularly as it applies to the work you do and the services and products that you provide. And then you need to make sure that you have a brand and a business strategy that are consistent with and reflect those beliefs. We have some great, great companies out there these days that are doing things like that. People like Patagonia and Whole Foods. And we can see from companies like that, that when your intended audience resonates with your beliefs, it creates a powerful bond with them. And this is a great way then to build trust. And of course, trust is needed for influence and encouraging people to want to do business with you. People will lend their trust to those with whom they have a, a, a sense of shared meaning. And of course, beliefs are right there in the center of meaning. So your beliefs will embody your brand and business with this with these things that people can resonate with then and feel like they're in the same, you know, the, you're, you're just like them and you're all kind of in this, this same thing moving forward with similar values. A quick story that I can share that illustrates how this works uh, goes back to when we were having our child and we just found out we were pregnant. And as many parents do at that time, they start looking around for their different options for a birthing plan. And we had three particular beliefs that were driving our decisions as we considered our options. Now, as a quick aside, I'm not making any judgments about anybody's choices when it comes to birth. It's a very personal decision, and I'm not trying to advocate for any particular style here. But in our case, we had three beliefs that were really guiding us, our, our parameters, so to speak. And number one was that Western medicine doesn't always have the best approach or answer. Number two belief we had was that we, are, we were okay going against the status quo even if people might judge us for it. And number three, a drug-free, cesarean-free birth would be the best for our baby. And so we were checking out a lot of the standard approaches and you know, trying to decide if at a hospital, at home, what would we do? And pretty soon we came across somebody who said, here's an alternate approach to having a baby that doesn't require you in most cases to have, you know, to take a, an epidural, doesn't require, you know, it can avoid a lot of things that lead to cesarean and so forth. And, you know, they were saying all the things that just really, aligned with what we wanted and aligned with this, okay, not go, you know, going against the status quo, not relying entirely on Western medicine and uh, you know, drug-free birth. And so in the end, we ended up hiring somebody to coach us through this and teach us this style of birthing, which was hypnobirthing at the time. So in the same way, there are beliefs that your ideal audience and customers are out there with, and, and those beliefs are guiding their decisions. And when you can align with those in an authentic way and share them frequently and clearly and in a compelling way, it really helps then cement that relationship with them. So here are some questions that you can ask yourself to help you kind of dig up what your driving beliefs are. And maybe you already have some ideas of what they are, but this will help facilitate if you want to do a little more digging there. First question is, what beliefs motivate your work? Second question is, what would you like your intended audience to believe about themselves after hearing your message and working with you? And another question you can ask is, what would you like your audience to believe about how the world works? Is there something you'd like to shift in their thinking or what they believe about how something works in the world? To bring this home, I'd like to share two beliefs that drive my own work and my business. The first one is that the world needs more unique perspectives and stories and ideas in order to solve the myriad of problems that we face. And the second belief is that we can't rely on big organizations and media to generate or find or share 
the ideas that we need the most. So if somebody, you know, is, is an expert themselves that believes those things and wants to share, cause they know that there are people out there that need their ideas and that their ideas are just as important as any of the other ones. You know, I, my hope is that they will resonate with that idea that I put out there as well. And that might draw them towards the kind of work that I do. All right. That brings us to the second element in our framework, which is vision. A study by Jack Zanger and Joseph Folkman asked 300,000 leaders about you know, what was the most important skills needed for successful leadership. And the number one ranked skill was the ability to inspire and motivate people. Now, in order to do that, you need to paint a vivid picture of a compelling vision, of a compelling future that they want to work towards and create, and that you want to help them create or create with them. And so this is the same with your business. It's very important for people to have that idea of, well, what if they can buy into a vision for the future, a vision you have for them, your audience, your customers, a vision you have even bigger, you know, a vision of, of changes in the world. These are things that people find very meaningful and purposeful and, again, will attract them to you in a very magnetic way. So some questions you can ask yourself here are, what changes do you want your work to create in the world? The second question you can ask is, what is the future you imagine for the world? And a third question is, how do you want to transform the lives of those who work with you? What is, how is their life, the vision of the future for their lives, what is that that you have for them? To illustrate this, I have a quick example from my own business, a vision that drives me, a vision that I like to paint for those that I work with. And that is simply that I see a future where we have a greater volume and a greater diversity of voices. So, you know, people sharing their story, sharing their perspectives, their expertise, so that they can reach more people. And that they'll, you know, a future where they're reaching more people and resonating with those people that they are uniquely equipped to serve. And a future where we're solving more problems because of that greater diversity of voices. So that's a vision that I paint with the work that I do. The third element in our framework here is value. Now, this is just marketing 101. In other words, what's in it for the customer? What's your value proposition? What is the promise that you make to them? And most businesses have a good answer for this because otherwise they wouldn't make money. So we're not going to go this, uh, into this in, in too much depth because I think it's pretty self-explanatory. But here are two questions you can ask yourself to clarify the value that you offer to your ideal clients and customers. Number one question, in what way will your customers benefit from what you offer? What's in it for them? And then the second question is, why is your work and vision of the future important to your audience and customer? Again, an example from my business to tie this up is that the people I work with, they will be empowered to reach more people, attract greater opportunities and resources and income, enjoy more freedom in the trajectory of their careers and the way they run their businesses. They'll have greater control over the kind of work that they do and the legacy that they leave behind. And they will, of course, generate a bigger impact, which are the things that this show is ultimately about as well. That brings us to the fourth element in our framework, which is contribution. Back when I was first starting Internet Business Mastery, the thing that really drove me was a desire to have more freedom in my lifestyle. I knew that the more I grew that business and the more successful it became, the more options it would give me in terms of the work that I did, how much I worked, and you know, give me more time to do other things in my life as well. And at the same time, 
my wife was going to graduate school to get a master's in social work. And she was also studying to be a therapist. And I watched all the good that she was learning about and doing, you know, that's a, a helping profession. And they, she, at the time she was doing internships, you know, working at homes with, uh, with the elderly, working with kids. And I just felt like sometimes I would look at that and feel like, well, what, what am I doing? I feel so selfish working on this business for myself when she's getting this degree to help so many other people. Now, upon further reflection, I started to realize that actually, you know, when there's nothing wrong with the desire I had for freedom and lifestyle, I think that's great for anybody who wants that. But I also realized that there was another thing that I was doing in the world and that really did motivate me and drive me. And that was, I was helping people, giving them the skills to start their own venture, to start their own internet business. And in doing that, we would have more people out there that weren't stuck in nine to five jobs that did not fulfill them. You know, there's a, a quote or a statistic that I, I see out there that something like 70 or more percent of people are just not engaged in their jobs, which I think is, you know, that's a horrible thing. Imagine if we had more people doing something that, that fulfilled them and they were making money at that. So then what I realized was that inter, internet business mastery was making a contribution beyond just and a transaction with our customers and helping them directly and, and you know, putting more freedom in, in my life and my business partner's life. And that there was also this greater good that was going on as well. And that was very motivating to realize that. And when we started communicating that to our market, they really resonated with that idea that we wanted to create more fulfillment and freedom in the world. In fact, we started using those words a lot more in our messaging. The Porter Novelli report I mentioned earlier found that 78% of consumers believe companies must do more than just make money and that they must positively impact society as well. This is what infuses your message and mission with something that transcends monetary gain. Contribution takes your business beyond simple transactions with consumers and turns it into something that others want to be a part of gives them a chance to be something, a part of something bigger than themselves as well. So being clear about the contribution that your business and your work makes in the world, that's what's required if you want to take your message and give it the fuel that can turn it into a movement. Here are two questions you can ask yourself to clarify the contribution of your business and work. Number one, why is your work important to society or your industry or your community? How does it benefit those things? And number two, how does your work create value that goes beyond the benefits, the value that you deliver to your customers? We just talked about value, but what is the value in a bigger sense to those that aren't directly, you know, directly interacting and transacting with you in your business? Here's a quick example from my own business. For me, by amplifying a diversity of ideas, my work will help solve more of the world's problems and for a wider variety of people in the ways that best meet those people's specific needs and values. Because again, the more voices we have, the more those people can find the exact thing that fits their, their goals, their values, their strengths, and, and so forth. So in that way, I feel like my work has a contribution to society or the world, however you want to put it, that goes beyond just the value to my customers. The final element in our framework is reason why. A reason why. The research on purpose-driven brands clearly shows that consumers want to do business with brands who have a reason for being that goes beyond just making 
money. And a lot of consumers are, are, are tired of the big companies that are out for themselves and wreck the economy and wreck the real estate industry and you know, all these things that we've dealt with in the last decade or more. And so it's caused that shift in what people are looking for. Now, this is a little bit different than contribution. Contribution is about the value to society. This is still value to yourself. It can, it can have to do with things that you want and that drive you, but other than just the money that you're going to make. When you think about someone like Elon Musk, you know, he has a lot of money and I'm, I'm sure he's glad to make more of it, but he's definitely in a place where he doesn't need to make that money. Uh, and that's, that's not required in order to have this kind of purpose. But when you think about Elon Musk, he does have a reason why that goes beyond, he is trying to make a contribution to society with his electric cars and you know, he made some of his patents freely available to others so they could build on those. But you can also tell that when it comes to like the Mars research and the rockets and you know, stuff that they're doing with SpaceX, he just has this drive and passion and curiosity about those things. And that just shows in his way of being and interviews with him. So you, know, you get this broader, greater sense of what drives him other than just making billions of more dollars with the things that he does. So what you can ask yourself here in order to clarify your own reason why are number one question, why is my work important to me besides the financial gain and opportunities that it brings me? Or another way you can look at this is, why do I love doing what I do? And maybe even do the thought experiment of, you know, if you didn't get paid, would you still be doing this and why? And then finally, why does your vision of the future and the contribution of your work matter to you? You know, earlier we talked about contribution, we talked about vision. Okay, look at those things and like, why are those things, why do they have meaning to you? And that can, that can help you come up with this reason why that you can communicate to your market. Again, just a couple examples from my own business. Number one, I'm an intensely curious person. You know, I just enjoy discovering new ideas and perspectives. I love working specifically with experts and thought leaders, people who are generating new innovative things, new approaches to stuff. And I get to work with people in a variety of industries. And so I get exposed to all these cool ideas and some of them very cutting edge. And that's very fulfilling for me. So I like talking about that curiosity that drives me. It's a reason why I have for doing the work that I do beyond just the money that it that it makes for me. And then another reason why behind my business and my work is that by amplifying the unique genius of others, of you listening to this show and the clients that I work with, well, that's a great way to compound the impact that I have in the world because you know, if something you hear on this show helps you reach more people, if I'm able to help my clients reach more people, then you know, I have a secondary impact on those that they go and then help and reach and the lives that they touch and transform. So those are some of the reasons why behind my podcast, my business and the work I do. And I'm encouraging you to use those questions to come up with your reason why as well. So there we have it. That is the five part framework for coming up with, that's the magnetic messaging framework for clarifying the most compelling and resonant parts of your message. And it's really important to you know, first of all, use, that's why I created this, to, to know what these things are, to be able to clarify them to yourself, but then to communicate them often to your, to your audience. Talk about them in your content. Talk about them on your about page. When you get interviewed, when you speak live, you know, infuse these elements into your stories, into the things that you talk about. And it gives a, a new richness and more dimension 
to the work you're doing. It takes it beyond just, again, this value or the information that you offer or that you're just this other expert doing this thing like many other experts. It gives a more personalized and unique flavor to your brand as well. And in, again, the internet and that sea of sameness out there on the internet, these are the things that are going to help you to stand out in your marketplace and find that slice of the market that most resonates with your approach, with your story, your, your particular approach to solving the problems that you solve. Once again, you can download the magnetic messaging framework by going to impactdownloads.com forward slash messaging. And also in that PDF guide, I've included some ideas about how you can put this all into action. Where are places that you can use those five elements? One more time, that's impactdownloads.com forward slash messaging. If you found this content helpful, I'd greatly appreciate a rating and a review in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast to listen to, especially with this being a new show that really helps to get the word out and grow the audience. That's it for this episode of Impact. On the next episode, I'm going to share with you a real world coaching call where I walk somebody through how to take these five elements and plug them into four ready-made messaging and marketing templates that you can immediately apply to your own marketing and branding. So it's really going to show you what this looks like in action, how you can apply it to your own business. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.
And thank you for joining me for the first official episode of Impact. We'll talk to you again soon.